Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. You scored on your debut, right, against Liverpool. You guys, uh, you, uh, I've scored a couple against you. Yeah, I used to hate you, you know. I keep it right. You I remember. You used to act mad against us like every time. Remember then, you know, this bad song. I used to hate, I mean, love and hate Liverpool with passion. I was like, from the day I scored against, I was like, yeah, they're going to be my lucky charm. But I, why, why did you have that emotion against Liverpool? Because I remember at the time you were linked with the club a lot. I was Hello listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Beautiful Game Podcast. Edge, how are you today, my bro? I'm good, my bro. We've been chopping up with our guest off air and I know this one's going to be a good one. You know, he's someone that's been retired for a few years, got a lot of knowledge. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this one, bro. No, definitely. This is someone that I respect very highly as a player and also as a man. But before we introduce our guest, I just want to plug our socials. At podcast underscore TBG on Twitter, at pod underscore TBG on Instagram, and TBG pod on TikTok. So we're delighted to announce we are joined in the studio by former footballer, (laughs) retired footballer, (laughs) Sebastian Bassong. Welcome, 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 bro. Well, thank you for having me, guys. How are you doing? We're all good, man. We're yeah. good, just chilling, man. Like, we first, or I first contacted you on Instagram and I've been seeing the work you're doing. So, like, love for coming on, man. Listen, when there's people following you, you gotta, you know, sometimes send something back. Mm. And as I said, and I don't say that lightly, I've watched what you're doing. And for me, I'm happy to be here. It's not just, it's not a, a burden. I'm happy. I've traveled here. And yeah, I'm hoping we're gonna have a, a great show. No, I respect that, love. Um, so to kick things off, let's say you took an Uber to get here. Yeah. And the Uber driver says, hi, what do you do? Who's Sebastian Bassong? What do I do? Or oh, who's Sebastian Bassong? Who's Sebastian Bassong? Who's Sebastian Bassong? Yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> Sebastian Bassong. Okay, let's put it this way. My full name is Sebastian Bassong Gena. Because... Mm. This is 
my identity, who's who I am. Mm-hmm. This is the full name for football. Obviously, people know only Basong because mm-hmm. I couldn't change my name. At the start, you know, it was too long. It was jarring when I was a kid. Mm. My dad was adamant. Put your full name. That's your family name. That's. I was like, ah, oh, allow it. It's too long. Now growing up, you know, I understood the importance of my full name. So this is who I. But who am I? I'm a father of three. I'm a guy who has no limit. If you're asking me, if somebody asks me, who are you? Guys who have no limit. We only live once. A guy who just wanna. Be remember for what he's good at. That's who I am. Mm, that's that's powerful because you know you ask a lot of people who are you and they're like mm, um um I haven't really thought about that but it seems like you've maybe taken time to actually think who am I. And one thing I wanted to ask is, did that occur to you after football? Because you hear a lot of players come out and say, ah, oh, after football I lost my identity. I don't know who I am because I identified as. I don't know, John the footballer rather than John the human being. So there can be that transitional period where you're like, oh man, I haven't got the routine. I haven't got football. I haven't got training tomorrow. What do I do? And that's exactly the reason why I do what I do. Because for me, I've, I've been adamant and I'm still adamant as a former football player, football doesn't define who I am. The problem that you're talking about is those people, they think that without football, they're nobody. They label. They only be known by the the name on the back of their shirt. So when you are like that, there's a problem because before becoming a bowler, whether you're a professional or a semi-pro, you're a person. So you born you you were doing normal, let's say normal stuff. So how is it possible that in the meantime you lo- you you how can I say that you've been attached, you've been labeled as a bowler only. So when I was playing, that was one of my fights. And it's even more my fight now. I said to people, I'm more than a bowler. I got a brain. So you cannot tell me that w- the only thing I can do is kick a ball, rest, and I don't even know, drink water. No, 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 no. Listen, I am in control of my own person. I'm in control of my own destiny. So that's why when you ask me, who are you? I'm, I, w- I was never going to mention a football because football is what? It can't be my destination. Football is only the vehicle who was going to get me to my destination. Football is, there's a starting point and there's an end point. And for me, I'm fighting, not fighting, but yeah, I'm fighting for those people who can't see it. When you think that you've been defined by only a, prof, a profession, a job title, yeah, you should ask yourself a couple of questions. And I was asking those questions to myself, while I was playing, because it's like, you know what? I'm just a bowler. So it's just, all right, get a grip, relax yourself. Regardless how much you're earning or how many privileges people give you, you don't save lives. Yeah. You're just, a, you're kicking a ball. Don't get it twisted. There's fame around you, but you're only kicking a ball. So I've always had this kind of mindset, thinking, you know what, Seb? You're only kicking a ball, relax. Mm, so, but how difficult was that transition? It's, it is still difficult. Why? Because I've been playing football. I've been raised by football in the industry. For the, I'm 37, let's say, for 30 years. The last 30 years, it's been around football. Obviously, it's been other thing, other interest. 
but mainly football raised me. So when you want to change, you can't change overnight. Roma hasn't been built overnight in one day. Mm. So if you've been eating crap, junk food <laughs> for 30 years, do you really think because overnight you said, I'm going to go on a diet, you're going to lose all the weight and all the habits? That's the big mistake people make. That's what people think. Mm. Quick fix. Mm. People don't understand. There's a, <laughs> there's a process. And people think, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to stop playing football and I'm just going to be successful at something else. That's a lie. So how did that process look for you? You got you to prepare yourself. You got to prepare yourself. You never really prepared, but you got to start thinking about it and surrounding yourself with people who've done it. If you do, you know, the same, same thing, you know better. People think they know better. Don't you worry for me. I got you. I got it. I got it. All right. The more you saying that, the more worry I get. Because, I mean, you, you're in a denial. You haven't made your due diligence. You haven't looked, say, okay, how does it really look like when a player stopped? So my process was just, you know what, Seb? Nothing is meant to be easy. So you're going to struggle. I wasn't lying to myself. I said, it's going to be tough, bro. <laughs> it's going to be tough. So I knew there was going to be some days where my I was going to be willing to bang my head against the wall. You're just thinking... What am I doing? I'm lost. What am I supposed to do? But the same way, when you started football, you had nothing. You had to build, to build it from the ground up. That's the same thing. But if you've done it once, it means you got the blueprint. You have everything in you to do it again, but on a different pitch, on a different platform, mm. on a different scenario. But you got to be willing to be really courageous. And this is that process for me for courageous people so when did that transition start for you were you like towards the back end of your career and think okay you know what this is coming to an end um going down i'm norwich i don't know peterborough going abroad mm. seb the career the clock is ticking on football so when was the period where you thought oh you know what i need to this football the career sort of not going downhill but it's coming towards the end i when was it I always thought about that because some days I've been to some dark places mentally. And I thought, you know what? Excuse my French. Fuck it. You know what? F f just stop that thing. Is it worth it? Bro, I'm mentally not well. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. So that those times I wanted to stop football because for me, you know, football wasn't my destination. I've been lucky enough to be able to play ball, but I never made it as the ultimate, ultimate dream of my life. I, th I thought I was <laughs> I worth more than that. Mm. So when I was looking at myself and thinking, I said, you're losing it. It's not a matter of which team I was playing for. Because football is not a straight line. It's, yeah, it's, there's yeah. so many variables mm -hmm. in football. There's not only, oh, are you good? Are you not good? And you're going to get a club. It's more than that. Politics. And the, yeah, yeah. Politics. Yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. so many things that you can't control. Mm. The only thing I can control is myself. I cannot control my manager's mind, the chief executive, if they, they're getting money or not, whatever it is, right? So when I thought about, you know, I said, you're losing control. You're losing control of yourself. I thought, you know, I said, ah, start, start looking elsewhere. 
So when you say a dark situation, what do you mean? Dark situation, I was in Norwich, when I was in Norwich. And um, I was out of the, let's say, okay, put it this way. We finished a season, couple, last couple, and we got relegated. For the last, I was captain, the last couple of games, I didn't play. But there was a new manager who came in between. For some reason, I didn't know the block. I didn't know the guy. Who's the manager at the time? He would, the, Chris Hutton got sacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he got replaced by Neil Adams, yes. which was under 18 manager, yeah. right? So, but me and him didn't know each other. And for some reason, he came for the last five games of the season. I was captain and everything and just put me aside. I didn't play nothing and I didn't get it. At the time, I wasn't in control of my emotion the way I am now. But for me, I didn't do nothing wrong. Nothing major. I mean, to who was causing me to be put on the side. So long story short, the season is over. There's a lot of politics around my name. I'm going on holiday, coming back. And when I come back, I've been told, you know what? I had no, no shirt no more, no squad number, no locker. And I wasn't allowed in the building. So I was training with the under 16 or under 15. And I was by my, all by myself. This is when you test somebody's character. But, and I remember I said to him, I said to them, and I don't even hold no grudges. I, and I, I got to say, I said to him, you know what? If my mom and dad can't break me from where I'm from, what I've been through, that, that didn't break me. None of you lot are going to be able to break me. And I show you. So I said, I'm staying. So they have tried everything. But I had to... I had to man up and I couldn't even give anyone any excuses to sack me or to do something. So it became complicated. So I was by myself. They went on, they went on tour and everything. I was by myself. I was training by myself or sometime I was training with under 15 with some kids. They could have been my kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Son, what are you... <laughs> I was like, oh shit! I was going home. I was breaking everything, but when I was going training, no, no, no. because I knew that I was in control of myself. I couldn't control what they thought or the image that I just gave them, whatever it was. But I could control myself, and I took that as, as a challenge. So then that was hard. So it was a couple of months and then I went on loan to Watford. Mm -hmm. I went on loan to Watford, come back in London, so I'm happy I'm playing and then I got to come back in Norwich in January. Yeah. Because I'm like, why you do you make me come back when you know that the manager and I, we don't get along. Nobody wants me there and I had some issues with some players, backstabbing and all them things, a lot of things. I'm like, like yo, right. Now you want me to come back? And I come back. I stay at my house for 10 days. Nobody answered, picked the phone up. I was like, what am I supposed to do? So then, and it's January. So it's dark at 3. Yeah. 3 p.m. is dark. Then I come back to the, to the, to the club. And <laughs> the new manager, Neil Ad, um, Alex Neil. Mm -hmm. Scottish guy. Yeah. Yeah. Angry guy. It's like, I never met him before. I didn't know it. 
he started talking to me, he said, yeah, there's a lot of noise about, around your name. Your name carry a lot of weight, blah, blah, blah. But I don't care. I, haven't, I wasn't there. He said to me, I need my best player and you're my best player. I said, cool. But he said, <laughs> <laughs> then he, he goes, but I need to clear the air. I need to, there's a lot of mess. So you're not going to be able to train to be in a building for another 10 days. I said, no, you're joking. I said, I was happy playing at Watford, easy. We're first in the league. I'm coming by Norwich. Yeah, you guys are 13 in the table. And I'm not even allowed in the building again. It's like, Seb, you have my word. I'm just going to clear things up. What needed to get, what needed to get clear, cleared up? I, I reckon he needed to, be, to clear all the resentment from people. I don't know. They, when it was about my name, my, my name was... was I don't know, said or mentioned people mm, animosity were, animosity like, mm, because listen there's something what you see is what you get I'm not I'm not about two faces you say so, you say something seen in front of my face mm. seen on my face when you're going to whisper on my back I'm going to come and find you <laughs> I'm going to come and find you because that's not how I've been brought up yeah. I'd rather you to tell me yeah. I hate you face to face bro we have a strap <laughs> And I respect you for that, mm. but that's the way I've been brought up. So other people, we do, we didn't have the same experience. Mm. Per se. I so. think at um, Norwich, Stuart Webber was someone that you didn't really get along with. What yep. was your relationship like <laughs> with him? The guy, I didn't know the guy. Honestly, I didn't know him. I heard about his name when he was at Huddersfield. Mm. So on my last season at Norwich, he just been appointing. He replaced David McNally. I don't know about, honestly, I don't know about him. I ain't got, bro, I ain't got time to be mad at you or nothing. But he came, pe people told him bare things. Man doesn't even, doesn't even shake my hand. I'm like, yo, what kind of, what, what's that? All right. He told me, Seb, we're not going to renew. I was at the end of my contract. We're not going to renew your contract. You're not going to give you after five, six years over there. Cool. Okay. Not worried. But there had, it was um, some sort of um, energy know, energy between me and him. Sometimes he was skipping my hand. I was like, what's wrong with Wait, you? Wait, so he shake everyone's hand, but and miss you out. Miss me out. I'm like, okay. Why? I would have understood if I had done something to you. Honestly, I thought I was trying to date his daughter or something. <laughs> uh, that's what I thought at the time. I was like, what is going on? So, Seb, now that you've, it's a few years removed from the incident, and obviously now you're sort of educated on that standpoint, do you take ownership of what happened or are there still elements of it where you're like, no, I did nothing wrong? No, it's all my fault. It's all my fault. I take full ownership on everything that happened in my life. Everything that went right or went wrong. I take full ownership because at least I'm, I'm in control. If I made you responsible or even half responsible for what had happened in my life, I'm losing power. I'm in order for my life to be fixed, I'm expecting you to do something and I don't have no control over you. If tomorrow somebody's been racist to me, do something and I, I don't know, I lose my head, I lose my temper and I'm starting to lash out on him, God knows what's going to happen. It's on my fault. It's my fault because I've let him get into my head. Mm. I should have blocked it out. 
I should have had m- so much uh, boundaries. Mm-hmm. But Seb, obviously, this is maybe theory. Okay, practical. This is practical. Some, so, okay, someone walks out in the street. Yeah. And they're coming to you in an intimidating manner. Yeah. And they're. Re- how do you respond? Or is no, that no, heat no. of the you, moment? No, you t- you're talking about physically. Yeah. No, I'm down. <laughs> I'm down for it. But what's going to happen? Yeah. If tomorrow there's a destructive consequences, mm. I'm going to hold my hand up. That's me. Mm. But I'm, whatever's going to happen, what, this is what I'm saying. This is not the theory. Is I'm, I'm a practical guy. Mm. As long as you can get away with it, it's fine. But when things are going to go wrong, I w- also want you to hold your hand mm. up and say, that was me. Like when you're a captain. We all know that. The captain, when you're winning the league or the cup, who's the first one in the line mm. holding the cup? Captain, captain in it. Snap, yo, bro. We know that. But when things go wrong, you need to be the first. Who's going to be the first? Who needs to be the first? Captain as well. Even though that's not his fault. So, talking about physical altercations, was there any time in your career where you may have had one in the dressing room? Yeah. Yeah. What what happened? Uh, Look, I'm the type of guy, mm. you don't talk about my missus, you don't talk about my siblings. Mm. I made it clear from the start. But in England, you know, we, we're from different culture. Yeah. Mm. So they were just at some point bantering. But listen, we can banter as much mm. as you want, but there's boundaries. Uh-oh. You don't talk about my missus. Mm. You don't talk about my mom. Yeah, oh, yeah, you can yeah. talk about my mom a little bit, you know, because yeah. we grew up like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a dressing room, I always was adamant to put some boundaries. And I let you know from the start, mm. bro, we can do whatever. Honestly, I'm always down for a joke. But to a certain extent, when I tell you once, but you lose, you, know, you get carried away. I tell you twice. For, there's no third time. Because for now, you're disrespecting me because mm. I've let you know that this is my limit. Mm-hmm. Why would you cross my limit when I let you know? If you don't know, you don't know. That was one. So which a, club was this at? No, come on. Don't go too far. No, you're retired now. Yeah, you're retired. <laughs> listen, no, I'm not saying no, who, what listen, club? I've had, I've had one at Spurs okay. and one at Norwich. Okay. Right. Spurs was a different game because... They wanted to test me, and I was younger, so I had a, my sh- I had a shorter fuse, and I had something to prove. It's like, listen, I'm from where I'm from. You don't test me, and that was stupid. So, what was it over? Was this family issue? No, 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 no. no. That wasn't family issue. That was just for me at the time a disrespect. <laughs> that was a disrespect. Mm-hmm. You trying, you trying to test me, and you want to bull, not even bully me, but that's how I saw a thing at the time. So, no, I'm not having that. So and then when people start getting to your head and you start, they start laughing and be, thinking, no, you think I'm like not, no yeah, no I'm, no I'm not having that. Yeah. <laughs> I had no actually I had three one at Newcastle, yeah Newcastle that was with another teammate of my he had he was getting into a fight with Andy Carroll I remember at the time not me my friend mm. and you know when you get into the dressing room and st- there's always somebody to stop you. Mm-hmm. And I said, you guys, I don't get it. You are making a lot of noise and I'm not... All barking but no bite. I said, mm. you know that when you get into that 
argument he's never really go down far mm-hmm. i said to him listen now nah, you're making noise i said to my guy if you really want to do him tell him we're going to meet outside and we're going to do and you, you you deal with your business that that's not good in terms of but for me that's direct and i respect that right instead of just barking and that's why i don't like with people when you say something do it when you know you're not about that life there's nothing wrong with that and i said to my guy stop no listen she said yeah, i said you should have done i said nothing's going to happen there's 20 guys around as soon one of you is going to throw something it's going to be stopped if you really want to do that <laughs> tell him he said let's after and that's why i set it up mm. i set that up and his friend the and his friend came and said you know what what you want to do i said listen his friend nolan and <laughs> <laughs> that's not kevin nolan that's not kevin nolan that's that's not, they were tired i know they were tired they were tired yeah and uh, i said to him you know what listen this is what we're going to do you see that part tonight after training we meet it. me and my friend you two. yeah 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 they came listen ba 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 And for me, I respected them because they came. So it's like a tag team, two on two. Yeah, two on two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> two on two. Sorry. And I said to my friend, you started it, mm. you might as well finish it. Because I'm, I don't know, I hate when people make some noise and you're not even willing to go that far. You should know bef- before. Because when it happens on the street, you don't even know where it's going to end. So you might, you should check yourself. Am I willing to go too far even when you start a business it's not the the trend or the emotion of the moment oh yeah it's good you know what it's mm-hmm. 1st of january i'm going to go to the gym can you maintain mm-hmm. what you said when the energy that you say that in has long gone and that's what i'm about that's why i work a lot with emotion which is a lot of it's all about emotion and emotion at the start they mm-hmm. get you there high but then when they come down oh no, oh no no but you said it mm-hmm. You or even went too far, and then you want to apologize. That's why I work on the personal development in terms of okay, cool. Know yourself. Know how far you're willing to go. And it applies on the football pitch. How far you said you want to be a bowler? You said you want. Are you really ready to take make the sacrifice? Mm-hmm. Are you ready to go that far? We're talking about scrap, but this is just. One way. It's an analogy. It's an analogy, mm-hmm. but you can apply. You have to know yourself. There's some people, I respect some of my friends, bro. They can't even throw a punch. And I love that because they know that as soon as things get heated, say, so listen, you know, my, I'm, <laughs> I mean, no use here. I'm better some elsewhere. Bro, amazing. I, I read that. But don't act some, some type of way when you can't really back it up. Mm-hmm. I want to scroll back a bit. Obviously, you said that you were going through like mental challenges at Norwich where, you know, you're training with the under 16s, coming in, keeping a brave face, making sure no one's affecting you. But when you get home, you're like, it was a different story. What was happening? Oh, I must have been a nightmare to live with because you got a vent. Mm. Where, all that anger, all that frustration and needs to go out somewhere. And unfortunately, and this is a mistake that we all do, you taking out on the people that you love, that you love, mm-hmm. that you're the closest with mm-hmm. because you, you kind of not even allowed 
to take it on the people at the time you think that they're your enemy. You can't. Because mm. there's a the limit. But the people that are here for you, they're here regardless. They're the easy target. I wasn't, for me, I was hard to live with because I was having swing of emotion. You know, when I could have lose my temper at home at some, something that usually would never trigger me. Listen, was triggering me like that. Mm. And you always look for a way out, an outlet. So lucky for me, I don't drink, I don't smoke. I never drank my whole life and stuff. So that wasn't my way out. But I had to. And, but, and when you are naturally aggressive, that's your default mode. You know, you grew up in the ends. So you got to defend yourself. So that becomes natural for you. Mm. So even a swearing word comes out easier than a loving word. Mm. That's not because you're a bad person. That's what you've been exposed to all your life. So one thing added to another. Listen, ah, my wife, she, and she's still here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you realize, no, 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 no. Listen, it's all on me. I can't control and I can't control what's going on. So that was hard for my people. At the time I had yeah, one kid, two kids, even on them. You're gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm not the type of dad who lash out on my kids. Mm. But you know, like when he's burning and you, you break one two glasses. At some point, you hit the wall because mm. there's some frustration that needs to go out. But honestly, this is where I really started to work on myself. I was like, listen, all this, all those feelings, emotions. They're coming from the outside. I've let them come. But so the same way I created my problem, I can be my solution. That's when I took full ownership. I said, listen, you got you in self. You got you there. That's you. Even though uh, I might think something, that's you. But it's also going to be me. It's going to get me out of this. So at the time, did you like seek help? Yeah. Like, Therefore, I've seen, I've, seen, I've seen, I've been in a therapy for, I'm 37 for 10 years. Wow. Okay, so what period of your career did you say, you know, I need to seek therapy then? Spurs. First time I wasn't playing. Okay. First so period when I wasn't playing and for me it appeared unfair. Mm-hmm. It was very unfair and I was thinking, you know what? I was so willing to be the best. So I wasn't... I've always been open to new things. I'm not scared of the unknown. I came here at 19 with a backpack. I didn't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but... I had that courage. So when things started to go wrong, obviously I was praying a lot, but I needed more. I needed something more tangible, something that made sense. And I started to look for a therapist. You know what? What is at stake? Worst case scenario, I lose a little bit of money going there. But I can gain a lot. Who ne- who so was this club related or did you sort of... By myself. Okay. I was seeking help. Outside of the club, you I could have talked to the club. There was a psychologist who was coming to the club. But do you think that was maybe like a conflict of interest because they could maybe feed back to the club? Or why mm. did you choose to go external? Because I always wanted to do my thing, things my own way. And I'm very secretive in terms of, you know what, let me do the right thing, but in the dark. I don't want people to see. Therefore, when I come out in the light and people thought, what's going on? What happened to him? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So that's why I went my own way. 
and I looked for one therapist. It was rubbish, no rubbish, but we didn't have no connection. So when you look for a therapist, because you hear people talk about this, like they want to speak to someone that might have had similar experiences, similar culture, background, or how did you sort of filter out who was right and who was rubbish? Somebody I've seen altogether three therapists, right? The first two, I didn't, they weren't rubbish. They weren't just not my fit. They were fitting me because I don't know. I didn't feel no connection. Simple as when I was talking, there was too, they were too rigid. I don't know. That wasn't my thing. The third one, she, she's a woman, and I don't know. I was speaking French with her mm-hmm. first. The first, the first one was English, even though I speak ever so well English. Queen's English, yeah. I'm saying Queen's English. You know what I'm saying? But I needed to speak French because there were some words that you can't translate it's just raw even raw and mm. when I let's say when I get angry now I swear in English but I don't know there's some emotion that needs to come out in French mm. so when I met her she was so relaxed I was able to tell her everything when I say everything she didn't even blink she was and she understood how to get me she, she she's like she was like okay i reckon she was thinking i need to play the road game with him <laughs> in terms of she was calling me my my nice gangster or something like that yeah. and she was talking to me about rap yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. so she made me comfortable <laughs> she, just she, like the way we made you comfortable you know what I'm <laughs> so you, you feel at home yeah when you feel at home you feel secured mm. So it's then, like an onion, you start peeling the layers. Mm-hmm. And she, was, she wasn't even forcing anything. She wasn't telling me, oh, you got to speak, you got to speak. At some point I realized, you know, I come and pay a bit of money, I might as well start speaking. Mm-hmm. So, and then when I started speaking, she wanted to know more. And I'm a talker. <laughs> and I wanted to be fixed. That's the difference. I didn't go there because somebody forced me. I really wanted to get the best out of it. Mm-hmm. Therefore... I was seeking her and I stayed with her for years because at some point I needed somebody to talk to. So, so through that Tottenham, because you said it was a Tottenham situation that caused you to seek help. Hmm? How did that end? Did it resolve itself or was it something again that was unsolvable but not from your end, from the club end? It just, no, that, it happened to be Something that you just have to go through. That's part of the process. That's part of your career. But at the time, I wanted to make it something, let's say, some more common sense out of it. But I've realized there's some part of life that you can't have a grip on. Mm. So that, that was my lesson. Even though I needed the help and support because I wasn't used to it. It was new. So it kind of shook shook me up a bit it was just normal so get in a way i would say get on with that you you have if you want to go that high this is a milestone that you got to go through you got to tick that box so it didn't have to be resolved because then you start playing again or for a long term and all of a sudden everything is forgotten <laughs> right so that's when you realize 
we big babies. <laughs> we just emotional creature. Yeah. Yeah, you know, a bit of TLC and da, 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 and there you go again. Yeah. And th- those the experienced people they know how to play you. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to give you this. Oh, okay, a bonus. Ah, 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 I'm I'm the king of the world again. <laughs> But you got to be aware about what's happening. So Bro. what was the situation at Tottenham? What happened? Listen, you Tom, I started Tottenham. I came out of a big transfer fee at the time. So I came in London from Newcastle. I discovered London. This is a different ball game. Did you, score, you scored on your debut, right, against Liverpool. You guys, uh, you, uh, I've scored a couple against you. Yeah, I used to hate you, you know. I keep it right. I remember. You used to act mad against us every time. Remember then, you know, this battle. I used to hate, I mean, love and hate you, Liverpool, with passion. I was like, From the day I scored against, I was like, yeah, they're going to be my lucky charm. But I, why, why did you have that emotion against Liverpool? Because I remember at the time you were linked with the club a lot. I was, media made a lot of noise. I've been linked to, to, with the club. Now, when I say hate, and it's a love thing. I love Liverpool. Like in football term, rivalry. Football rivalry. No, mm. but listen, put it this way. In order for you to become the best, I needed sometimes to make things up in my head. <laughs> like Jordan. Like yeah. Jordan. A little bit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. I said, so, uh, like Suarez, uh, even Gerard. Yeah. When, when I scored against Liverpool the first game, mm. because it was my first game for me, I kind of, uh, it was kind of um, superstition. I'm like, no, that's my thing. Liverpool's my, and at the time Torres was playing mm. and I put it in my pockets. <laughs> no, no, I remember, I remember. Yeah, I remember, listen. I was like, wow. I was like, yo, <laughs> I was looking at myself and saying, is that really you done that? Torres, yeah, 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 yeah. And so that gave me a lot of confidence. So every time I was playing Liverpool, I was like, you listen, you know what? Pfft, them guys. And then you had Suarez and yeah. I love the scrap against Suarez because he was, bro, he was so dirty. He's a nasty, <laughs> nasty player. So, and I loved that. Mm. I was like, okay, bro, no problem. He was, he was helping you pressing yeah. with bolts, everything. Okay, him, yeah. yeah, bro, him, And Diego Costa at Chelsea. Oh, I love playing against mm. them. I said, listen, I'm going to do you. So, so what, did they whisper yeah, in your ear? What, what goes on? Everything, bro. Okay. What, Suarez was broken English. Mm. So what did he say to you? Like, no, 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 you can't, can't swear on TV. There's kids watching. Mm. But there's a lot of banter. Mm. But they're trying, the thing I love, they're trying to get you off your game, right? They're trying. So trying it's to a, get that edge. Yeah, that edge. It's a mental battle. Mm. Nothing to do with physical abilities or technical they're trying to get that edge for that split moment like for you behind yeah, because you were just <laughs> too angry <laughs> to thinking about what you said about your mom right mm-hmm. so that's when you really get strong mentally mm-hmm. and for me it's part of the game if you can't handle that not don't tell me you want to be a big player So Liverpool, and I see Luca crossing the ball, free kick, and I scored. My mom, my brothers, two of my brothers were there. They broke a chair, bro. Wow. That, they were that wild. So in my head, and that's why, and that gave me a momentum. I started playing, and all the stars were aligned because there were some injuries. So And I was just playing ever so well. First year, starting on a good season. Second year, They recruit somebody else. I start to play a little bit less. I get injured. 
But for me, in my head, I've earned the right to be a starting in the starting eleven. You got that credit in the I back. I got that credit in the back, but it doesn't work like that because I face some reality that this is the moment reality. And there's some people they have they can keep their word. Some people they can twist with their words. So you, this is the level you at. You have to deal with that. I couldn't deal with that frustration because where I came from, once again, that's why I'm big on that. Your default mode, what you've been exposed all your life. My my elders in my neighborhood, they always told me, you do some, you say something, you do it. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. So in my head, that's how I'm programmed. When I come to an environment when people twist their words, don't do things, and I'm still young and fresh and with a lot of energy, that mess with your head. But at the time, I couldn't see it through. So the only way for me to express my emotion is by anger. And then I saw my missus sometime I was too aggressive. I'm like, no, there's something wrong. Seb. I'm a control freak. I love to be in control of my own person. When I see that I'm losing it, <laughs> there's something wrong. <laughs> so that's, that's what happened. Mm-mm. But in a way, yeah. But Liverpool, yeah, you guys are mad. <laughs> <laughs> So obviously, I just want to go back a bit. Obviously, you're seeking therapy. And recently, we've seen like Deli Ali come out, speak about like the hardship that he's had um, throughout the last few years. And obviously, like you said that when you were in that session, things were just coming out, coming out, coming out, coming out. I think it's good for the listener. Obviously, I don't want to go too intrusive into your personal life. But what was being said in that sort of first therapy session? The first, the first one, you don't say much mm. because it's like, I don't know you. Even though I've been, ref- you've been referred to me, I just don't know you. And where I'm from, I'm very suspicious. Mm. I don't know you. So we're going to have to spend time to get to know each other. Unless you do something wrong, we're going to carry on. Mm. So the first session is about what you here for, but the professional knows that you know written, you can't open up like that. So they kind of go along with you. Mm. And the first session is just, you're thinking, like, well, what a waste of time. <laughs> because you, and you think in your head, oh, she or he's going to fix me. Mm, no. This is, yeah. So, but the first one, I was like, just talking about what you here for, Mr. Basong. I'm, I'm talking about the one I have now. Mm. The therapist, I'm yeah, seeing yeah. that one. Like, listen, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble with myself. Uh, there's things mm. that don't align in my head. Things that I was sure before. That's what I say to her. Mm. Things I was sure about, I wasn't going to do and stuff. But now it's, things start shifting. Mm. That's what I said to her. And then she started asking me things about my families, my family, how many siblings and stuff. And she saw my face change. And I think she she re, she quickly realized that, okay this is where we're gonna go because mm-hmm. realistically there's nothing there's always um an underneath issue underlying issue underlying yeah. issue yeah. that hasn't been solved mm. and because we are the way we are <laughs> we just get on with things you know we think that you know what I'm gonna block it out that's cool but when you gotta when you have to perform to a certain level, there's no such a place. You have to go to the detail. You cannot seek excellency or high level and think you're going to get away with things that happened 
back in the days or are still happening, but you got used to it. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized, I said to myself, you know what, Seb? Okay, what can you lose? What's the worst case scenario? You don't know her. She's a professional. If you really want to get better, you're going to have to start opening up your mouth. And I, I didn't know how it was going to turn up. The only thing I knew is I was tired of holding things in. I was having nightmares. I was having wow. like some some ta- like some panic panic oh, attack mm. at some point because of me. At the time, you you know you point the finger at everybody, yeah. but realistic, as I said, with the person who come and get into your head, that was because of me. But if you're strong enough, you're gonna face that. But it's, it's tough. You're gonna you got to be really willing to improve yourself to think, you know what? What about if I question everything, not everything I've been told? The way I grew up, just question it. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Question it. Allow yourself to question it. That would show me that you're really up for the task coming. Mm-hmm. Because any excellency, any amazing achievement as much as is given, as much is required. So you're going to have to give something up. And all these, you know, shell that we have and stuff, okay, me, I'm okay. I'm saying, okay, I get it. So the first session, I think I started crying after the third one. Really? Yeah. Third one, fourth one. Yo, bro. When we talk about therapy, um, people no- normally talk about childhood traumas. So were there things in the, that happened in the past to you that were showing up now. They've they've always been there, but we've been we learn how to hide them properly. It's easier to turn a blind eye. It's easier, but at some point you get to to a certain level. You you have to f- face it. For childhood trauma. Everyone, what is a trauma for me, might not be for you, and vice versa. So that's why I want people to understand when you shouldn't feel judged in, in any way, shape, or form, because if I press you like that, you say, you know, Seb, I didn't feel nothing, but if I press somebody else, it's going to have a mark. Mm-hmm. So the same action has a, di- a different effect on people. Obviously, I had childhood trauma to my level. Things that, you know, when you, that happen, even now you can see clearly what happened. You, you haven't forgotten it. It's, that's what a trauma is. Something that every time now you're going to go around that situation or any way, shape or form, is going to trigger you. Mm. Let me tell you a story. When uh, I was maybe five or six, coming from nurse, nursery, five or six, mm. my school is in my neighborhood. You know, like, so six, seven, sometimes because it's a neighborhood school, I could leave by myself, go home, boom, boom, boom. All right. One day my dad come and get me. He comes and get me. I'm surprised, okay. He's waiting for me, he's waiting for me. I come out and I'm a kid, but he's telling me, I don't know, I, I tell him a story. I said, dad, you know, uh, I think I have a girlfriend or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Kid stuff. Okay. My dad, I love him to bits, he's my hero. He must have had such a bad day. The way he lashed out on me, I remember exactly where I was. So in my head, 
it became okay if you start talking about women or anything you got to hide you got to hide things because when you are offending and genuine this is the this is what you get and he went hard on me and i was thinking all right so because the beat up the beating up was kind of normal i took my beat up it was on the floor got up kind of my cried a bit but you couldn't cry oh you be a man don't okay cool but unconsciously without knowing that shaped who you are that's why i call a genesis of identity mm. that moment with Formed. form mm. assert, and that it's like planting a seed then when you're going to pour it it's going to germ you don't know how it's going to turn out so then i never spoke about relationship with my parents ever again I wanted to speak to you about when you left Newcastle to join Tottenham. Obviously, in the press, there was stuff about you going AWOL, not coming into training and stuff like that. Talk to us about that because there's loads of players in transfer wrangles right now. Let's say Harry Kane, for instance. Other players that were Liverpool fans. When Suarez and Coutinho wanted to leave, leave magical knee injuries started happening so they couldn't <laughs> train and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about that process of when you have to leave a club at all costs. What's the mindset? Is it agent-led? Is it you saying, as you said, you want to be in control? So if you're not going to, I'm going to do everything by any means necessary. I was, I was this type of player, but Newcastle, I consider Newcastle as my mum. Sometimes when I think and talk about Newcastle now, they gave me the platform. So I'm, I'm gutted to have done what I've done, to have behaved the way I behaved. That's my fault because I should have known better even though I was young and that was my first season after my first season in England I've been approached I've been told like listen you know don't go training is that by agent by or, or clubs clubs agent don't go training say we're going to force the move bear in mind I'm by myself I'm nine, turning 20 and I'm thinking like I'm a, I'm a, I'm an emotional person so I love Newcastle for real, even now, they know. I uh, love the Georges. <laughs> but I'm thinking, rah, you want to move? You don't want to do it this way? But you know, on this side, they're hammering your head. So then, I was young. When I wanted to, I never wanted to force a move later down the line because I had learned my lesson. It's like, no, bro, honestly, I'd rather have good relationship with people and that's what hurt me than forcing a move and people seeing you for what you're not. But a So player, why did you feel the need to do it then? When because Newcastle I, negotiating with Tottenham, what, yeah, what was the you situation? Don't, you, don't, you don't really know what's going on. You're not in the middle of the negotiation. You've been told. You receive a call, yeah, this is what they said, this is this. You're not actually in the meeting room to know who's lying or who's saying telling the truth. So you've got to trust people. Trust people for 100% that everything that they're saying to you, there's not a you know a misguided truth or something that's been twisted a little bit or they forgot a part, a big part would have made a big difference in your brain. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's what at the time I was trusting people. I was not young, naive a little bit. So what sort of things did you do? Did you just pull out of training? No, or no, no. I, didn't, I just didn't go. 
I stayed in my flat. I stay at home. <laughs> what for a sustained period of time? Yeah, for a couple of days. But for me, that was killing me. Mm. I received calls. Don't go. Don't go. Don't go. This first day, I, I stayed home. Like, said, what are you doing? No, no, no. Listen, I'm going to go. No, no, no. Don't go. Don't worry. They're about. They're about to let you go. So you think, ah. Oh. And okay. then wait. So is that like from the agent side, or is that Tottenham saying don't go? Clubs. 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 Okay. I wouldn't say Tottenham or Norwich or the time I had Man City, Everton, I had bare clubs. Okay. Right? They're not, they're not all, all of them don't approach you the same way. Mm, some are more saying, aggressive. No, yeah. Some are more aggressive than <laughs> others. Right? Yeah. Because by any means necessary, that you got different characters. And that's why I do what, you got to deal with different characters. Mm. There's some people, there's softies. They're softer, the other people, they're aggressive. That's their way to get to success. So with these clubs trying to seduce you, are they mm. saying that we will double your wages or come here, you'll start for us, we'll give you captain? What what sort of stuff are they saying? Yeah, all, all that. I knew I wasn't going to go to Spurs or to even Man City and be captain. So if you get, if you come and tell me that, I know that's a lie. <laughs> Bro, yeah, but that was just an example. Yeah, 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 but, like, but, but mm. it happened when I was at, Spurs and at some point I was being emotional I wanted to leave and QPR came I remember Neil Warnock and he said to me you're going to be captain and that was one of my requirements I was like yeah because I was captain Spurs sometime and I was like listen I'm going to give you that wages you're going to give you that don't worry but then you're going to also give you your armband and I'm not going to lie there's see the ego guy the strong guy He's bullying everyone on the page. <laughs> We're going to give him the armband. That, he's going he's gonna to feel some type of way. And when you have the armband, you, you just walk like that. Yeah. You think yeah, you're the man. You know, you're the man, bro. <laughs> you're, no, bro, rep, bro, relax yourself. But they're, yeah, they're trying to seduce you, show, seduce you, show you what you're going to get. Mm. What a stepping stone is going to be for your career how they're going to try to make you look the best, play the best, which is fair. Bro. Mm. It's, it's so, so for you, what's your experience of a transfer? Because we just, through the media, see our club agree, bid, personal terms, medical. But I'm aware, most people are probably aware that that courting period is different. Clubs contact you months before. So just explain to us your experience of being involved in the transfer. You slick. You slick. <laughs> you, you threw that one in. <laughs> <laughs> Hand grenade. <laughs> Hand grenade. Then say, yes, it's true. Then say, no. No. That, that's not, I, I'm going to blank that part, that grenade. But how is it like? It's stressful. Because you either come into the transfer window willing to leave or you know you're going to just carry on with your club and this is different experience when you want to leave and most of the players and i've been one of them you always call your agent you know what i'm gonna leave and they come they come to you their friends you know what oh, yeah i'm on my way i'm on my way every player say that 99 percent of them they're staying because that's the function of their emotion i want to leave i think my agent told me that club wants me listen until you see a paper an actual offer there's nothing guaranteed. And this is stressful because once again, you don't even, you're not in the office when things are negotiating. You, 
you don't have no way to check what is being said. You, you don't have no way to check if the 100 grand a week or the 50 grand a week they're offering you, they're not offering you 100 and your agent is keeping 100 in his pocket. You have no way to check that. Because let's put it this way. You're going to say to your agent, you know what, I want to go there. He's going to ask you, how much do you want? If you do the mistake to tell him, I want 50 bucks a week. He's going to negotiate 100 and keep 100 in his pocket. I'm not saying they all do that. They're not all do that. Listen, yeah, don't quote me course, on that. No, no, I know. I got my friends there. But it happens. Mm. All I'm saying is just to add up on you feel stress. You don't control nothing. And we're asking you to behave a certain way, to not being emotional, to keep doing things. There's people that are stronger than others. Mm. So for me, it, would, it should have different treatment for people according to who you are. I can't treat you the same way that somebody which is wired in a different way because you need something different. Obviously, we want to get to a positive outcome. But that transfer window period when you want to leave and obviously you know nobody really tells you the truth listen stop being a baby obviously speaking of harry kane one club man obviously you represented the club you know everything about tottenham he was there when you were there mm, right yeah, yeah. yeah do you think he needs to leave the club this summer yep therefore for him as a career yeah, he needs to need. He needs. He needs to leave. For his own, pro he's, he's been. Um, unfortunately, he hasn't been winning. I, I got Spurs on my heart, but mm. I'm a professional. I'm. I can see things from both, mm. both ways. As a person, he's been dedicated to the club. But why would you sabotage yourself to, or dedicate yourself to your own detriment? If okay. he wants, to, if mm. he wants to be. One of the greatest, he needs to win trophies. He needs to give himself as much chances to win trophies because he's done that. He could have left before. He hasn't done it. He signed a new contract. So until when you want to test somebody's quote-for-quote quote loyalty, there's nothing unloyal or disloyal. For me, if he at least take a chance. If you don't take a chance, how are you going to find out if he works or not? Wait, Spurs for me is comfortable for Harry, even though he's performing and he's killing it. But he's still home. Listen, you're a man. You only got one life. We're talking about Harry, but it's about people never taking risk. Big risk, big reward. Mm. But people who never take risk, you're gonna get a small reward. But you telling me that you wanna be I'm the best. You wanna act like the best. The best takes risk. Mm. So mm -hmm. for, for you, is he the best striker in the world right now? No. Who is? I got um, the best striker, striker. Because once again, we have different views on striker. Mm. I love Lewandowski, the way he plays. Mm. I wouldn't put Kylian Mbappe as a striker. Mm. For me, he's a left winger. Forward, yeah. Forward. Mm. Uh, who else? No, see, I said no. Or who are you looking at? Well, Benzema. 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 Karim, Karim, Karim. For mm. me, the best is Karim. Haaland coming is a pure nine, but the complete one is Karim, mm. even though he went to Saudi, but he is the best. For me, he's the most complete. 
trust me, he, got, he chopped me in France a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I slide tackle him, I'm like, what? <laughs> Karim, like, yeah, bro. From, then, day, easy. from day one, from, from day one, I know Those Karim. Leon days. Yeah, yeah, yeah Leon days. Yeah. I know Karim from young. Yeah. We used to play against each other in youth team. So from then, did you see that this guy, he's heading yeah. to the top? Yeah, but remember what Seb said? That's just one side of it. The character is the second side of it. Karim, yeah, but even though Karim was part of a, a kind of a four-people crew, Benzema, Ben Arfa, Jeremy mm. Menez, Samia Nasri. Mm. They're all born in 87. Karim wasn't the most talented out of four. Three of them were way more talented than Karim. Karim has his things, but Karim stayed on. Consistency. Mm. He stayed on. So consistency paid off, obviously. And then he had a trigger, an awakening, and all them things. But he's always been a terrific player. But yeah, as a number nine, ah, oh bro, for me, he, he's the definite. He's like R9. Yeah. The same. You know what I'm saying? The real yeah, Ronaldo, yeah, yeah. he can do everything. Karim, he smells football. Karim plays football for real. Karim knows how to... He's not a, a manufactured player. Mm. Oh, I want to score. No. He plays the art of football. Mm. That's what, for me, is the num he's the best number nine. S giving goals, scoring goals, assists, chopping people, knowing when to pace the game. And no, bro. It's a complete, complete, complete version of a number nine. Going back to Tottenham, I wanted to speak about Daniel Levy. He's obviously like the chief negotiator. Oh, bro, I want to still do business with them. What do you want to mean? Yeah, so like, obviously you've been in the inside. Obviously mm -hmm. outside there's a media narrative, a oh, shrewd businessman. You squeeze, I don't know, every penny out of mm. a deal to get. What was your personal dealings with Daniel Levy? I love Daniel. Is he good for Tottenham? Because when you speak oh, to the fans, I speak to them. Once and they again, say, you tell me the fans' perspective. There were... They're operating on emotion. <laughs> it's true, bro. In the cow. Get out of the club. Yeah, 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 yeah. One, one day they can swear at you the next day. Oh, yeah, I love you. I mean, they're just... Their swing of emotion is like a woman when she's going to have a period. It's like, bro, bro, bro. You know what I'm saying? You don't get it. It's like, what? What's going on? One day you... Okay, cool. But I do understand that. If you're asking me, Daniel, people might li like him or not like him. As a businessman, bro... He's doing ever so well. There's a business side of it. Spurs as a whole, not only because Spurs is not only football, the stadium, the show, I mean, the everything, merchandising, bro, he's killing it. So did you have like a one-to-one -one direct relationship? Oh, yeah. Oh. I, I will never forget. Daniel, as ruthless as he is, the one-to-one -one I had when I was playing was Seb. If I don't have my, the price I want, <laughs> you just staying there. I, I, but it's real. I, sh I shook his hand. It's real. Because for me, that was brutally honest. Mm. And I was like, that's why I respect him. People might say anything about Daniel. He might leave, might, might not leave. I don't care. He's done mistakes. Like, he's a human being. But as a businessman, you can't be liked. You can't, no, people might, mm, they can't see you as a softy or something, even though it's perception. Mm. I know Daniel how he's a good man, mm. but there's a businessman and there's the man. Mm. As a business owner, he's done mistakes. I think he owned them. 
on my not my, I don't really care. But the way my first real interaction I had with him, the real one when I wanted to leave and I wanted to ah, man told me, listen, all right, I bought you a certain price. I need to sell you a certain price. I said, sir, from that day, people can slug you off. I respect you. Mm. Because he was in my face. He never went to see somebody else and said, you know what? No, I'm going to play, Seb. I'm going to play a game. As straight as he is. So, is he good for Tottenham? He's been good for years. Is he the reason why Tottenham hasn't won trophy? I don't know. That's not, a, that's not it's out of my competency to talk about that. Uh, what I know is giving his all. So I respect and but, I like him. But fans, when they look at football, they want results, players, trophies. Mm -hmm. So Daniel probably looks at the balance sheet. So on the balance sheet side of things, you're saying he's good. But um, obviously the fans... Yeah, but he's not responsible. How can you put the responsibility on one man? Even if... I'm not saying that on the on balance sheet is one thing. On the sports side of it, man is trying his best. With his own competency, with his own knowledge, he's trying his best. He might have done mistakes. Yeah, in but terms you, of managers ma and stuff like that. Yeah. But you can't blame somebody. It's not like if he wasn't trying. He's trying. It's not everyone who can win. Spurs haven't won for years. It's fact. It's factual. So fans are allowed to moan. And I get it. And they have to express their opinion because they want to see trophies. They want to get silverware back to Tottenham. Me too. But then you got to look at the situation from a, a whole. Mm. It's not like Daniel is just smoking cigar and he's not doing nothing. He's not trying. He might not have the result that people might expect, but he's trying hard. So fans are rarely <laughs> interact with to a certain level because we just don't see things from the same perspective and I can't even blame them. Listen, that's that's their highest point in the week. They're going to the game. They've struggled. They, you know, they grind. They've been grinding all week. Then you go to the game. Bro, that's your point. Ah, my team is losing. So you've put so much energy that it might even tarnish the whole week. <laughs> you might get a divorce and stuff like that. That's not our case. We got to be more factual, practical because there's another game coming up. So we got to switch back on. We ain't got that latitude, that gap to feel sorry for ourselves. That becomes, that's my passion, but that became a job. A job that you got to be the best at. So you, we don't see the same game from the same perspective. So that's why at some point I might interact with fans. But if I know that we're never going to speak the same language, Am I wasting my time? Mm. Do, do you think Luka Modric, where would you rank him in terms of best midfielders oh, of this geez. generation? Because for me, number one. Number one. Number one. I mean, we might talk about other people, but when you're asking me on the top of my head, bro, the washing machine, Luka, you give him a, a dirty clothes, he cleans it mm. and <laughs> get him. <laughs> the Mozart, we used to call Mozart, used to play a partition, like... Mm. For me, is right up there. It's just, honestly, it's been an honor to play with him because he showed me a way. I thought a new ball, because I'm from Clairefontaine. We've been mm -hmm. 
Balling. No, we've been bowling. We've been, mm. no, like conditioned to conditioned to football. like we s- Chirion read that this <laughs> yeah. is the cold. Clairefontaine is the cold. Yeah, Mbappe, yeah, yeah. Chirion read, Anelka, Galas, uh, mm-hmm. Basong. <laughs> <laughs> but when I saw Luca, Luca told me one day he had two players like on his back, and he came. He didn't even come sideways. Three quarters. No, he came to me. Said, bro. I just fainted and I went, I don't know, left or something or right. He said, say, Bas, Bas, give me the ball. Second time, I didn't give him the ball. Same situation. He said, Bas, give me the ball. Right, then third time, I just gave him the ball. Two players on his back. <laughs> By the time the ball came, he had already checked one side or another he just did a, a least side move of the ball just to attract this player, just, you know, to shift a bit, to create a little bit of space in between. Turn, quickly turn, touch between them to just went through them on a quick turn. And then he just took maybe two or three players out of the game himself. Then we went up, so he drove the ball, so I squeezed. And I'm watching like a honestly like a spectator. I'm like, yo, <laughs> fanboy. I'm a fanboy. <laughs> go, boy, go. He just went, you know, like fainting somebody. Boom, get the ball on the right. Aaron Lennon cross, Crouchy or Pavlyuchenko mm-hmm. score. Bam, ball. He came and said, I told you, give me the ball. <laughs> I said, no. <laughs> I said, from now on, Luca, every time you ask me the ball, I, I give did. you the ball. He said, don't you worry, give me the ball. <laughs> That's when I'm like, yeah, bro, yeah. this is serious. So. Yeah, up there. Mm. But he knew, even him, bro, he wasn't saying a word above another, another, having banter. But we had such a balanced team. We had the loud one, we had the hardworking one. It could only work. That's that's how is the synergy between all those characters, not players, the characters that we had that turned that into... We had quality anyway. Every player, they got quality. When you buy a player, nothing here, you know why he's rubbish. When you're the club, no, you know you're baiting on his quality. But if you check on his true character, if you have a, a way to assess his true character in situation and stuff, that would get you a long way. So obviously we want to like move on a bit. Um, in regards to just a bit about what you're doing now. So if you just want to speak on that, if you don't mind. In the best the best way I can describe it, I'm a keyno- I, I do keynote speaking. Mm. Right? I go around, I get booked, I give keynote speaking, presentation to events, clubs, everything when I do motivational, inspirational, mm. based on, because I went back to school. Mm. I'm going to say that. I just... I didn't turn out to be a keynote speaker like that. I went back to school and I'm coaching personal and professional development. For me, you got to be in order for you to get to the whatever objective you want to go, you got to know who you are. You got to know what you're made of. You got to know how you're wired. In order to, for you to open new doors, you need new keys. You can't use <laughs> the keys that you had f- from ages. It's not, not going to open work. the new It's, it's not, not going to work. So you want to go, when people say, oh yeah, you want it. Okay, cool. What are you prepared to do? And, most of, and this is what I do. So I cannot go to people because it has to come from you. The willingness, when you, say, you know what, I'm, I want to do it. 
but I just don't know how to. This is when I come to place because I know there's a desire from you. And now, whatever I'm going to ask you to do, we're going to go on a journey together. Mm. Bro, I'm, um, I'm not going to, I'm a, I'm a winner. I'm an overachiever. So as soon as we start something, make sure, bro, we're going to get it done. But are you ready mm. to go into that journey? Because we're going to set objectives, targets, everything. We're going to do a proper job. Then as soon as we press on, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> And that's, that's what I did when I turned things around. So that's what I want to do. Because for me, that's the best way to impact somebody's life. Yeah, I can impact your career. It's fine, but you know what? I want you to look at me, not only at the baller. We're talking about men. If I can make, I can add something, add value into your life as a man or woman, as a human being, for me, that's impacting, that's rewarding. That's more my purpose than playing football was. Football, football was my passion. Impacting people and saying, you know what? Having an impact in your life, This is a purpose and this is a difference. I don't want people to look at football when I ask them, what's your biggest dream? I want to be a, I want to play Champions League. I want to play World Cup. I want to play in the Prem. Play in the Prem. Bro, I'm sorry. That ain't a dream. That's doable. That's an objective. I've done it. A dream is something that is, which is way bigger than that. Something that you might never achieve. But you're always going to go for it. This is a dream. When we do dream at night, you see some madness in your dream. The things that, that are not even realistic. <laughs> But that's exactly the same. You're telling me your dream is to play ball? How many players play ball out there? Professionally, thousands. And you say professionally. A, play, a player who plays semi-pro is still playing ball. He's, not, he's just not playing professionally. And people get it twisted. Oh, I'm playing. Bro, I got some players. They play amateur football. They had a career in amateur. The emotion that they felt are exactly the same as mine. At their level. Mm. They, you know, they got relegated. They got pissed. They got promoted. Mm. They partying to the end of the... That's exactly the same on a different scale. We just on TV. We're generating more money. But money shouldn't define who you are, as we said at the start. It's not because we're generating more money. The player who plays his amateur football is a bowler. He's a bowler. He's not just a professional bowler. He's having injuries. How am I going to win the week, this weekend? Even in your neighborhood, you're the superstar. Bro, you have advantages in your neighborhood because you play for the local team. The same way we have advantages nationwide. Worldwide, it's on different scale. So playing ball is not a dream. And for those of you who are listening, I know you love ball, because if you set yourself a target, I want to be a bowler. What's next? Mm, and that's where the loss of identity comes when you finish. Where do I go? What's next? Because you've you've set yourself as football your destination. What would it be your destiny? What what? Give me a good enough reason. That would stop you. That would make you think, you know what? This is my the end of me, playing football. If you can give me a good enough reason, honestly, I will hold my hands up and I stop working. You can't. You can be from, yeah, I'm from this end. Then what? Or I've had this trauma in my life. Then what? You're not the only one. 
I mean, everyone has a situation. You should, the card you've been dealt in life, you play Jamaican blackjack. <laughs> no, no, you don't play. No, no. You play blackjack or any card, any yeah, yeah, card, yeah, card game, yeah, right? Yeah. When you've been thrown, the deck has been shuffled, throw your card. When you have a bad hand, do you say, you know what, I'm not going to win, I'm not playing? No, it's, uh, you're still playing, yeah, why? Yeah. Because you, you, still, you can still win, in it. Mm-hmm. Same in life. Whatever cards you've been thrown, why are you moaning about the cards you've been thrown? Use them properly. So that's why I'm thinking, no, there's no reason, no excuse for you not trying. You might not get to the same level as I do and vice versa, but you keep moving. You're moving your growth is your growth. But stop moving. Uh, it's easier to say poor than to be rich. You said, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> now you got me going. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> no, so like, as I said, that's how we connected. I saw a lot of your content mm. and I was like, you know what? This is, I'm respecting what man's saying. You know? <laughs> like, I, I love your acronym for FAIR. I think false evidence appearing real or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. False <laughs> evidence appearing real. Yeah. It's not true. And that's why I, I came up with my, from that, I mean, from this whole thing, I came up with my mantra, which is take what's yours. That's how I came up with my mantra because I was saying that all the time, whether in English or French. You gotta take what is yours, bro. It's ours. It's ours. Take it. And that's how I came up with my mantra. Like, you know what? That's gonna. That defines who I am. Nobody can stop me to take what is mine. Apart from myself, if I don't work, I don't get it. So every single day, I gotta go and take what is mine. Nothing's gonna stop me. It is there. But it's up to us to go and find the right way. Sometimes it's going to be difficult. No, it's not going to work. People are going to tell you, no, 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 no. You can't, no, it's not for you. I'm not a no person. I'm one yes away. So keep telling me no, I'm going to come back. Yeah. I'm going to come back. Yeah. And again, I'm going to go back in my lap and study what I've done wrong. Because surely there's something I've done wrong. And I come back. And <laughs> I come back until you say, you make the mistake, say, okay. There you go. Here's your chance. And when you got your chance, because you, you've been grinding, grafting to get that chance, you're not going to blow it away. You're ready. You're actually ready. If they would have given me that chance straight away, when I signed for Newcastle, if they would have given me that contract, that heavy contract straight away, I wouldn't have developed that hunger. They gave me a £1,600 a week. Bro, I could, I could barely pay my rent I had no car. That triggered me in a way. So, all right, then. Okay, <laughs> then. Let's let go and get the bag. The money, you're going to go and get it. Nobody's going to come and just hand it to you. Oh, there you go. Because, well, you, you're entitled. No, but because I work. Bro, we all do. What's going to make the difference between you and another bloke? Consistency, coming back. So that's why it's take what is yours. You take what's yours. And yeah, that represents who I am, bro. Uh, I wanted to just like end up on international Cameroon. Obviously, talk, yeah, that's your country, you know. Talk to us about what Cameroon means to you. Cameroon means this is who I am. I'm born in France, right? Yeah. I'm born in Paris. I'm a real Parisian. Bro, this is my ends. This is my thing. But I'm a Parisian Cameroonian. Cameroon is... I mean, I play for Cameroon. I've been brought up as a real Cameroonian. My dad used to say, within these four walls, this is Douala. 
Cameroon. Outside, you can be in Paris. But in here, so Cameroon for me is just, I don't know, it's just me. When I go home a few times a year, it's like, re- I can recharge my energy. This is my, well, my, this is my life. I have my house, my grandma, rest in peace. I mean, everything is there. And that brings you back to something real, okay? Mm. Every entitlement that you think, you know what, life is tough. Okay, cool. Come back. Come back to the roots mm. where it all really started mm. to figure out who you are because you got lost in the process thinking, you know what, oh, my pedal, Jordan. And I said, oh, okay, 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 relax yourself a little bit. So that's, and that in Cameroon, that's when I had one of my, Awakening. Awakening when I was 15. I almost got done in, Ju- I always almost went in juvie. No, my dad sent me to Cameroon. My grandpa started talking to me. I mean, something happened and I came back changed. And then I played for Cameroon and yeah, that was honestly, emotional wise. When you do play for an African country, for your country, there's one thing which is sure, you're never going to be forgotten. When you play for people were telling me were telling me my dad was like when you make your choice between France and Cameroon, just for remember that when you play and I can see I can go back in I go back to Cameroon, I have the same privileges that when I was playing. This is exactly the same. I need to talk about someone that's just come to the Premier League that's Cameroonian, Andrea Nana. <laughs> Did you have any sort of relationship with him? Because I know, I think maybe when you left the national team, yeah. he was just coming into it. No, he was, I know Andre really well. And I remember when Andre started in the national team, he was getting called up for the first time. He was third keeper every now and then. He was coming. He always had this big mouth. <laughs> Bro. Ah. But he's born to be a leader. He's born to be somebody. He can't stay at the back. He, and I said, he's at the back, but he's present. Yeah, he even saw it recently. I think with Maguire, he was just telling, listen, you need to sort out your behavior. He, even with the Cameroonian national team, he, I know he, there was... He is Cameroonian. There's one thing we have. We call Cameroon the continent because we, you know, there's a different part of Africa. But Andre, obviously, it's a no-brainer. He's a skillful... He could play number 10. He could play number 6. The way he break lines, the... <sighs> Just play baller. He's a proper baller. Mm. It's unreal. When you when he plays on the field, you he's a ball and he's athletics. He's just kind of a he's so agile. He makes some saves. So as a character, you can't. <laughs> some people will love him. Some people will hate him. You see a bit of yourself in him. Yeah, uh, he's he's really because he's younger. I think he's fearless. He ain't got no fear at all from a young age. They kind of, for an elders, you could have seen that as a disrespect. Oh, would, because you feel threatened. Because you wish you could have been like him mm-hmm. internally. So you're going to try to, it's a, it becomes an ego thing. No, no, no. Who does he think he is? And he had that a lot. Yo, he's mouthy. He's talking too much. All right. It might take him the highest and he will I reckon because that's his strength but he's going to have to learn when to use it or to turn it up and down that's the key that's the magic key 
for him. And he's going to get that with experience. But he's going to have to play on his strength. You know, but what was once, that was my problem. What was once an asset became a, li- became a liability down the line. Mm. Because I couldn't regulate. It's mm. a matter of regulation. <laughs> right? Mm. Too much. Andre is potential. I, don't, I hate the word potential. And my next, my next SMS is about potential. <laughs> Plug in it. Yeah. And uh, Andre... In the UK, in England, in the Prem, bro, they're going to love him. And he knows that. Bro, he's aggressive. We're naturally aggressive as Cameroonian. Yeah. No, we, I don't know. We're not, I said we're not even nice people. Bro, we're too aggressive. I was like, where's that come from? I said to my mom, mom, chill a little bit. Oh, all the screaming. And I'm like, oh, okay. Andre, Andre is like that. But so skilled. So he's going to either hate him or love him, but because you're, they're professional, we're talking about Man United, they know the highest level. They're in an institution, they're part of an institution. So there's rules and stuff. They're, but they're part of an institution or only seek excellency. Mm. That's what is going to fit in properly. Yeah. Bro, they ain't got time and they know, even if you're being sensitive, you shouldn't be here. Mm. We're here to win. We're Man United. So, Somebody like him is going to bring some real hunger back. Mm. Like ruthlessness. Mm-hmm. You're going to win at all costs. Listen, I'm not here to brush you like that just to deal with your feelings. Bro, that's your wife for that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. He's here to make you win. Mm. Take it or leave it. Uh, Cameroon. Cameroon. <laughs> Final one from me is what's one thing you would like to change about football in terms of like the politics? Because I speak to a lot of players and they tell me certain things about football as infrastructure in terms of, let's say if a player is not wanted, the certain things that they do to them to ostracise them, to break them mentally. Do you think more could be done then? It's, it's life. For me, football is a reflection, it's a m- microsystem of life. Mm. People moan about football, they should change that. Why don't we change, change that in life? So all the inequalities, things that are unfair in life, the set has been transposed into football. Would you change life? I said no, because you need, you can't, everybody cannot be equal. Some people are going to be on the top. There's some people are going to be rich. People are going to be middle. People are going to be poor. That's the life balance. Mm-hmm. However, in football, what would I change? Politics? Not really. You know, because for me, the, Players got to stand up for himself. The stronger you are, you know your opponent. You know you got to read the room. You got to know the rules. That when you get somewhere, you get into a, a certain neighborhood, bro. You just just don't walk willy nilly like that. You got to know the codes. Mm. Once you know the rules, you can play the game. Mm. Players should know the rules and vice versa. But what I would change is. No, I wouldn't. I mean, what I would change in football. For me, football don't create men. The football industry, the reason why I have, I wouldn't say I hate the industry, but I don't really have a problem sometimes is because that creates assisted people to a certain extent, which is very dangerous. You can 
be going through the system, the ranks all your life. You don't even know how to hoover, mm. to iron. So it's like a bubble, them, as they say. Like that, bu- that bubble is, is real. Football educates you. But for me, that's what I would change. I would... Cr- the ruthlessness is what it is. It's life. But I would create men. I would create men that can stand up for themselves. If you are being... Le- you you being ejected, let go from your club, bro, your life don't stop. You know... One day I was at Norwich when I remember there was the twins brother, the Murphy's, the Murphy's Mad, James Madison's and all them lot. And one day I said to them, okay, guys, if football stops now, now, right now, as in at today, who can get up tomorrow and go and look for a job and get rejected and go again? They will look at each other like that. <laughs> Bro, but, 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 I said, now, simple question. Mm. None of you, or maybe even none of us, That's why I would change. Because for me, there's so many, there's more players who don't make it. And what are you going to do with them? They don't, they just, that don't create men. That's why I would change. Mm, last one for me in terms of outside of football. Um, I normally ask players that, okay, you're earning loads of money. So in terms of investments and stuff, have you invested the money that you've earned while playing into good pots? No. Yeah, yes and no. You're going to burn out most of your money first. That's a reality. You're young. You don't have, most of us, we don't have a football uh, money education. Financial literacy. Financially literacy. Financial literacy. You, you ain't born with that. In your neighborhood, nobody taught you how to handle what money is. You've always been a, what I say, a slave of money throughout the culture. Going there, our oh, money's the first thing that you remember from your childhood. Your parents saying, "You know what? You think I'm pick- I'm picking up money on the street? Or mm, money not- doesn't grow on trees? Money doesn't grow on trees. Mm. So the way you are thinking of money is you. Money is sacred. So when you do have money, it's not like a community of people when they're born, they've been exposed to money all their life. So money ain't a thing. It's a tool that they're using. For us. Money is, wow, it's who you are. So you're going to burn most of it before you get that experience of, you know what, <laughs> hold on a minute. <laughs> hold on a minute. <laughs> That's, yeah. then, yes, I've invested a, a part of it, but money is going way quicker than money is coming in. And people, the problem, football player and rich, Yes, they are. They're not rich. We're not rich. You're earning a good wages for a certain amount of time. Powerful, yeah. yeah. yeah, we've, yeah. we've definitely <laughs> caught your message. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, We're going to take what's ours because oh, this that's why yeah. fantastic. Oh, thank you. That's podcast. all I needed to hear. We got a closing tradition where yes, we ask the guests that's been on the platform, TBG, as you can see, the new muffs. Um, to recommend a guest massive investment (laughs) (laughs) to recommend a guest in football or someone that you feel is a realistic option for this platform that's what I I would do with my podcast that's what my idea is good though (laughs) so if you had to to recommend a guest in football that you could potentially help help with as well we're going to be messaging you yeah DMs somebody no, that's what that one's gonna. 
take you so much money. It's not gonna come for free. It's a business, man. But I would not, honestly, I would love JD to come. You've had him. You've you had, had him. him. Mm. See, I've got a good connection. <laughs> Somebody else, mm. a good, I don't want to, maybe a foreigner that speaks good English. No, I've been in a while. Who can I recommend you? Let me think about. Yeah, There's one that I'm thinking about. I'll ask you off air. Yeah. Black, white, Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, guys, I'm going to get on hair. I got to say it on hair. Yeah. Pressure. No, no pressure because I'm thinking you your podcast is quality. Okay. I want somebody who's going to give you content. Somebody who's just going to be open mm-hmm. and not give you fluff. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I got bad names to come yeah. to my mind. But some of them, I know they're going to be, nah. Just say anything and then we can take it off air. Yeah, yeah all right, anyone. do the crouch. <laughs> we won't take that. We're going to leave it there. Um, that's a, another episode of the Beautiful Game podcast. Until next time, over and out. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.